Welcome everyone, this is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Brian Schaffner, CEO of Expion 360. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Jeff. So, Brian, for those that are not familiar with Expion 360, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Absolutely. Um, Expion 360 was started in 2016, and um, under the premise of designing the best batteries possible. We love the battery storage solutions market. And uh, we've been through several iterations and um, added many different verticals to uh, customers that we serve with that. But we still go back to um, quality and safety and service. And um, we are most, uh, most, most well known for our RV and marine applications, and we are looking at uh, later on this year getting into the home energy storage market, which is exciting for us. Uh, so we, we, we love building batteries, and we love uh, clean energy. Uh, anybody who likes that type of a space uh, should want to uh, get to know us better. So it's obviously a, a large market you guys are addressing. Uh, in terms of um, the competitive landscape, where do you fit in? Uh, we fit in. We're the, um, we're the Cadillac choice. We try to uh, hold our margin and build a product that has a unrivaled quality and, uh, to it. And we back that up with the industry's longest warranties, you know, 100% replacement for the first uh, six years and then prorated after that out to 12 years. That's, uh, that's the market that we play in uh, within the home and commercial energy storage market. So w what makes you stand out? Is it based on price or, or what makes quality? Well, what makes quality? Uh, quality would be um, batteries that are going to last in the most difficult conditions. Uh, we just feel that our background in RV and marine, where batteries really take a pounding, has allowed us to move some of those design qualities into the home energy space. And uh, you know, we say that uh, if it's going to work in your RV and it's going to last in your boat, uh, we should be fine putting it in your garage. So what technology, you know, you guys are, are lithium or, or what, is, what is yours made yeah, of? Yeah, lithium iron, phos iron phosphate. Okay. And then the competing technologies, um, how do you compare that way? Well, it depends on what type of cell people are using. I mean, some of our uh, competition uses uh, nickel cobalt manganese, which has a higher potential for thermal runaway. But uh, uh, currently, lithium iron phosphate has the least chance of thermal runaway. It's the safest of the lithium chemistries. That's why we use it. And uh, we design our own cells that go into our batteries. And they're all UL1973 compliant, which is the um, the highest standard that you can certify to with the uh, current chemistry. So excuse my ignorance, but are they rechargeable? They absolutely are rechargeable, you know, three to 5,000 cycles, which makes them a much more valuable proposition, even though the battery is more expensive than a lead-acid battery. You know, our batteries can last um, 12 years, depending on the charging cycles that they go through, where... You know, I just replaced the lead-acid battery in my boat with an AGM battery. It lasted a year and a half. Okay. So are, are you getting uh, repeat customers? Absolutely, repeat customers. Yeah, most of the repeat customers we have are 
customers that sized a system with one or two batteries and want to expand that so that they can spend uh, more days off the grid if they're in an RV or they're interested in some of our new denser um, energy cell offerings or they like the new uh, Bluetooth and heated options that we're coming out with. So they're, they're upgrading from something that they've um, liked up to this point with uh, some of the new features that they've been asking for. So what do those um, new features do for a battery, Bluetooth and, and heat? Well, Bluetooth, in, in our case, allows you to control the entire system from your cell phone to be able to take a look without running out to the RV uh, as to where the charge levels are uh, for the system. Are you ready to go for the weekend? The heating side of things just allows you to operate the battery in uh, more harsh conditions. You know, batteries don't do well when they're extremely cold. So some of the heating options in our batteries allow them to operate longer and more efficiently. A battery is more efficient when it's not you know, operating in sub-zero conditions. In, in these areas, they have some IP around them, or do you have any protection? We have, we have some IP uh, related to that, uh, a few patents uh, here or there related to the design. Yes, we do have some protection there. Okay. So you, you mentioned um, different products, uh, I mean, different markets that you're addressing. Is it um, you know, one battery that's uh, – is it tailored to each market, or is it off-the-shelf? Well, if you take a look at our off-the-shelf offerings for RV and marine, really it's tailored to the different sizes, the form factors for the battery. We have a small form factor, which is Series 24. Um, our Series 27 is more what people would expect if you're looking at a, a battery that's about the size of an automobile battery. And then we start getting into the, the bigger, higher-energy-dense batteries that might be built into a cabinet in an RV, or we have a, a new option that's uh, slim, and depending on the size of the, uh, the walls in the RV, could even be installed inside the wall. Okay. And so you mentioned a couple, but what uh, verticals are you addressing now? And then I think I read that you just launched um, a home energy one as well. Sure. So, I mean, the, the verticals we have right now are uh, light, light electric vehicle, that's your golf carts and your electric forklifts, and we're also in the RV and marine side of things. But the, the newest one that we launched in December, and we will be, uh, we're finishing up our pilot programs, and we'll be doing installations June or July of this next year, would be the home energy offerings. And we have uh, two, different, two different form factors for that. One of them is a wall mount system that uh, you've probably seen similar systems uh, from some of our competition. Um, and that wall mount system comes with an integrated inverter. And then the other one is uh, a little bit more of an industrial application. It's a rack mount system. And the uh, rack mount system is certified as well and can be hooked up to a certified inverter. Um, that would give you up to 80 kilowatt hours of storage with the rack mount system. Our wall mount system can be scaled up to 40 kilowatt hours in a home. So, what's the application at home? Is that if you're if you have solar and it's a backup, or is it for car charging? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's energy storage system um, for backup at home. Uh, there's two things that allows you to do. It does not have to operate with solar. 
Uh, you can still get an ROI if you're just using your off-peak and peak. Um, if you have a significant difference like you might in New York between peak and off-peak uh, power charges from your utility, mm -hmm. if you can imagine you could um, fill your battery, charge your battery in the evenings when you're off-peak, use it during the day, and uh, we see some pretty tremendous ROIs, return on investment from that. Um, in some of the areas back east where, for example, between noon and 4 o'clock, uh, uh, sorry, not noon, midnight and 4 a.m., you could see per kilowatt hours that are, you know, around 2 cents, 3 cents a kilowatt hour versus 30 to 40 cents during the day. Uh, you could see an ROI on a battery storage system of uh, 2 to 3 to 4 years, depending on how much you used it. It is also designed to work in conjunction with solar power. You can imagine that solar is fantastic, but what happens if that energy outage that many of us have been experiencing happens at night? Uh, you know, your solar is not working then. You don't have access to the grid. You've, again, lost control of your microgrid, your own personal microgrid at that point. So that's what we're trying to bring to the industry is some microgrid stability giving people control over their own uh, power consumption and uh, giving them a little bit of a backup so that they don't lose the food in their freezer, lose the food in their uh, refrigerator if there are uh, interruptions in power. And uh, more and more customers are asking for this. That's why we decided to go into the market. Um, the I was doing some research last week, and you know, home and energy storage market is supposed to grow 26.4% year over year through 2028. There's a big opportunity for us to provide a, um, a a safety net for our customers that want a stable power grid at their house. So that space has some big customers already, like Tesla. I mean, uh, providers already, like Tesla, I believe. How are you going to compete and, and grab share? Sure. Well, number one is availability. Uh, if you take a look at the market as a whole, as I read some of the most recent pronouncements that came out from Tesla, they moved about somewhere around 10,000 units last year. You know, 10,000 times 10,000 a unit. You know, it's about where they get their $100 million, $125 million in revenue. That's not a lot of units compared to the demand. Um, their market share is not huge when you take a look at the you know, TAM, SAM, and SUM related to uh, the overall market in the United States, and it's also expanding internationally. So we feel that our quality, um, our background in not having issues with uh, a lot of warranty concerns with our customers, but one thing that we bring to the table is that, is that we want to partner with the um, the the end sales partner, which that would be either the uh, contractor that is going out and selling a unit to a homeowner, or they have independent sales teams that are going out and selling units uh, to the homeowner, and then they contract with a contractor to come in and install the system. That is where we're going to get our, our traction, and we make it um, – we, we make it advantageous for those third-party um, strategic alliances because we allow them to uh, make money on the battery side of the installation, whereas in the past, some of our competition has not allowed any markup 
on that energy storage system or the energy storage solution. Um, we have priced ourselves with our energy density competitive advantage to be able to um, offer them some skin in the game. We want that. We want to walk forward as a partner with them. And we feel that if they're installing our product um, into a customer home, that they deserve to be able to make some money on that. Is that uh, going to be your primary channel, or do you have other marketing channels that you use as well? Well, that is to begin with because you're required, unless you're doing an off-grid installation, to have a certified contractor install the system. So it's not the type of system where a homeowner could just buy it off of a shelf from any of our um, partners, which we we partner with Camping World, we partner with Interstate Batteries. Um, You couldn't just go buy that system from them and install it yourself. So yes, that is going to be the primary uh, way that we drive sales and ultimately um, put product into our customers' hands. Gotcha. Now, is this going to be regional at first, or or what geographic areas do you reach? Sure. Um, there, There are... Uh, 14 states that are more prime than others for um, solar, whether it's related to the amount of sun or the azimuth that they um, operate at, whether it's the uh, energy tax credits that they can get federally and if additional ones are offered by the state, by states. But it's all the usual players. It's uh, Florida, New Jersey, New York, California, Texas, Arizona, Utah. Uh, Those are pretty much the, the biggest yeah, if you want to call it a sandbox, those are the sandboxes that uh, are the easiest to play in right now. Okay. So so you layered on home. Um, is, is that the growth strategy to layer on different verticals, or what is the growth strategy? Well, that is the growth strategy for that product. Um, we are also um, continuing our focus, as we did last year, on the OEM side and uh, getting our product in the manufacturing lines and Hillcart and uh, you know the uh, small van manufacturers that we that we service. So we we continue to work on growing both the RV and marine. But really, if you take a look at the the market and the demand, the type of a product that you're selling, and the uh, margins that the home energy and commercial energy storage side are selling at, uh, we see that as being a tremendous growth opportunity for us. Now, do you need initial sales, or, or do you do retrofit as well? Yeah, you can do retrofit. There's 3.4 million homes that have solar, and a very small percentage of those have battery. So there could be a, a, a back-selling, for lack of a better term. I think the more interesting thing is, how's a homeowner going to pay for it? And uh, you know, we've taken a lot of a, a, a deep look into that. Most homeowners don't want to just pony up, you know, twenty to seventy thousand dollars for a system depending on, you know, whether they want something that'll last for eight hours or something that would last indefinitely if uh, the grid went out. But typically they're going to pay for that either through a through a loan and uh, they're taking the energy savings and paying paying that back or they're going to do a power purchase agreement where somebody comes in, invests in their system tells them that, okay, you know, you were at 17.5 kilowatt hours or 17.5 cents a kilowatt hour. We're going to start you out at 17.5 cents with this uh, new system. We're going to guarantee that your uh, energy rates aren't going to go up more than, say, 2% a year for the next 25 years. 
And if you've seen the increase in the uh, power costs in, say, Southern California, um, based on the fires and the money that they're having to put into infrastructures, being able to limit the uh, increase in your um, annual uh, power bills is, is a pretty big deal. Now, what about your ability to scale? Are you manufacturing this yourself, or is it outsourced, and what kind of capacity do you have? No, we outsource, and we, we have the capacity to be able to meet the demand. Um, we have multiple manufacturing partners in, in Asia, and uh, you know they are ready to meet the demand uh, as it comes through. Like I said, we're finishing up our uh, UL certifications on our products and doing our pilots right now. And uh, we intend on, um, you know, paid-for installations through our contractors or our third-party uh, sales teams to start happening in the uh, second half of 2024. Okay. So what does the, the revenue model look like for you? You know, we, we kind of hold that uh, close to our chest. We have not done any um, forecasting related to that but we do see it as a um, potential for good growth for us in 2024. Now, obviously, our investors would have to know that we're going to be selling for half of 2024. Uh, uh, Annualized 2025 should be fantastic. And so are you selling it into a distributor, or when do you recognize revenue, and what do gross margins look like? Well, we would recognize uh, revenue when we sell it into the uh, when, when it's delivered to the contractor for installation. Okay, that's typically what's going to happen. You know, it's it's your it's your typical. You know, you get a PO uh, to make sure that the PO um, gets the product. Then it's a sales order that it's then delivered by a uh, in, in a time frame that doesn't put financial pressure on the contractor. And then there's, you know, at that point, once it leaves our dock, it's recognized as uh, revenue. And then gross margins, what do they look like for batteries? Yeah, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I I would defer to uh, looking at the LG and, and, and Tesla models for that, but uh, we anticipate it uh, being higher than what we're experiencing right now in RV and Marine. Okay. And then supply chain or commodity price issues? We don't anticipate supply chain or commodity price issues right now. Um, a lot of people focus on the price of lithium when they hear lithium iron phosphate. Um, you know, those lithium prices, I believe, are quoted per ton. There is not a lot of lithium uh, in our battery um, offerings. You know, there are bigger things that affect the price of our overall product, like shipping insurance, um, the, uh, the stainless steel that goes into our battery cells, so, you know, those are a much higher component of the overall battery build than just lithium, even though people tend to focus on you know, the cost of lithium that just went up. Okay. And then uh, in terms of key drivers, you know, obviously the launch of a new product is one. Are there other key drivers for you? Well, we just think that our customers are should be able to have some type of uh, safety related to their own microgrid. That's been the key driver for us. Our company has always been focused on in the green energy sector and doing anything that we can to pull with, um, lead acid batteries off the shelf, AGM batteries, 
off the shelf and replace it with something that lasts a longer time before it goes into the uh, in, into the landfill. One of the beautiful things about these products is that uh, depending on you ha- how you handle it, uh, there's a huge percentage of the um, product that is recyclable, and uh, there are more and more companies that are looking into the viability of recycling. Even if it ma- even if it goes down to taking batteries apart, looking at the individual cells, and then repurposing them because they still have um, charge left uh, in them, the ability to cycle a charge. So yeah, that's uh, that's our primary motivation. We we enjoy the green energy space. We think that we're making a difference, and trying to provide a, a safety net to our customers, whether they're in an RV, whether they're in a boat, uh, whether they're at their home. Uh, that's what drives us every day. Sounds good. So as we watch over the next 12 months, let's say, uh, what are some of the events or, or catalysts that we ought to look for? The events or catalysts? Well, obviously, uh, if you see us uh, announcing that we're through the um, the, the, the pilot program, uh, that would be a great thing to watch for, um, watching for some of our announcements of any uh, strategic um, initiatives with specific builders in some of the states that I've mentioned, uh, you know, whether we're um, starting to get some POs uh, for that or not. And then uh, we're going to celebrate uh, uh, vigorously when uh, we start getting in actual installations. Uh, they can watch our, our, our YouTube channel because we're going to make sure that we uh, document those, not only so that our builders I have a better understanding of how those installations work, but so that our, our customers and investors can take a look at them too. Those are all uh, milestones that we intend to hit in 2024. So Brent, what do you wish I asked that I hadn't asked you? What do I wish that you'd ask? Well, you've, you've been very thorough, Jeff, and so I, I, I do appreciate that. I guess maybe going back to uh, competition, because I, I know that uh, this is probably going to be a highly competitive market. And I, I would want our customers to look back at the history of where we've come from, um, realize that we've fought through adversity to be where we're at now, and that we're still standing on the same principles that we uh, laid down as our corporate structure and culture in 2016. And we appreciate our investors. We appreciate our, uh, our, our customers. I can't say that enough. I guess maybe I should have said, I wish you'd ask that again, because it's the, it's the mantra that we live by. Very good. All right. Well, thank you uh, very much for sharing the Xbeyond 360 story. Well, Jeff, we appreciate it. And again, if you have any additional questions, please contact me. Thank you, Brian.